DJ Eakin, Crisco Kid, a.k.a. The Players Playlist is back, man. It's been a minute because the playoffs have been all over the place. I'm suffering through my own grief here, Jason. And, uh, you know, I think Crisco's just having a ball out there on the West Coast because the Super Bowl is heading your way, Crisco. How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know what you know what sucks about this is, like, can you say, can you say it? I never know when you can say uh, big game versus Super Bowl because then, the, like, Right now, everybody's real particular. No, no, you're not authorized to say it. You have to say the big game or or the super this. And and I'm like, come on, man. It's the name of the damn game. Why does everybody have to? It doesn't make sense. We're not making any money. We're not profiting off of saying Super Bowl right now. Why can't you just say the name of what it is? Well, well, Crisco, first off, I have to say this. You and I both have learned this game of 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 the, the, the corporate moves and how they like to protect, you know, their brands and that sort of thing. But on the flip side of that, when you talk about no one's making uh making money or 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 the way I like to put it is we hope no one is doing anything sketch, right? So we would think big game Super Bowl, but then you right. know, I'll just be honest. I got promoter friends. <laughs> And they be out here talking about official Super Bowl this, official Super Bowl that, knowing damn well they ain't got no NFL affiliation. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, you know, sometimes you hear, like, you'll go after people just having conversation. It's like saying you're not the official partner of Coca-Cola. So you're supposed to say uh, the, uh, the the caramel color uh, carbonated drink. I mean, it's like <laughs> So. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think, though, they, they, they I mean, well, I, I know for a fact, but it, it is like to your point. Right. It, it, I only worry about it. Like, say, if we're making a spot or if it's like, you know, like, of course, at radio, right, you're doing something and and there's some brand or something. And normally somebody's locked in and they'll be like, we can say it. But everybody else in this category, they got to say big game. Right. And so right. It, it becomes this crazy thing. But 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 for the sake of me and you, hey, Crisco, man, you can say whatever you want, man. Big game, Super Bowl, Super Bowl bash, Super Bowl big bash, Super Bowl party. Hey, man, if you wanted to, man, I wouldn't even get mad if you say, hey, Antonio Brown after party. I'm not going, but I wouldn't care if you said it. <laughs> oh, man. All Antonio Brown all night long. It's the Antonio Brown after party. Super hey man, hey, hey. Uh, uh, in 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 the words of Steve Harvey, remember Steve Harvey? Uh, I don't, um, you probably seen it, right? It's been a long time. Remember, uh, the Kings of Comedy, and then Steve Harvey was talking about, uh, you know, Charlotte. He was he was in Charlotte, right? They were doing Charlotte, and it was right around the time of the crazy Ray Carew trial. And for those who don't know, Ray Carew, this this dude who was the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, and for lack of a better way to put it, in I guess in his mind, he had gotten one too many girls pregnant. And he didn't want to pay child support for this particular girl that he had pregnant. So he comes up with a whole scheme to have her murdered, right? And so when Steve Harvey's doing this bit, Steve Harvey goes, um, talks about Carolina and he starts and, and and the crowd wasn't exactly giving him the energy. And Steve goes, Hey, look, man, everything about your little city ain't so great. <laughs> right. And everybody was like, whoa, we, we double. He goes, let's talk about Ray Ray, right? <laughs> and so he brings up the Ray Carew thing. And so the reason I bring that up, Crisco, is because, you know, we're talking football and everything ain't so great here in Tampa Bay, Crisco. Oh, I know, bro. No. I know. What do you call does Tamp does Tampa Bray go back to being Tampa Bray? Tampa Bay? No, I mean, what 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 is the sentiment in the last couple of hours that, you know, I, what which for the past couple of weeks, 
Ian has been saying, well, it's time for him to, he can't throw the ball down the field. It's time for him to retire. I mean, most people are kind of expecting that this could happen. Um, What's the sentiment? Your way, man. Um, Me personally, I'm... <clears throat> I'm happy for Tom Brady, right? And and I'll say I'm not saying this like I'm one of Tom Brady's closest friends, right? The the one thing I I <clears throat> the two things I I have great that I can say about my own personal experiences with Tom Brady are this: for one, when I met the dude, he was everything that you would want a star to be. He was he was he was polite, he was kind, he took the time, you know what I'm saying? And for him to be Tom Brady in a room where other guys who you think are stars are looking at him like he's the star of stars. For him to look at me, right, first of all, we have a music conversation. He talks to me about why he's chosen the Jay-Z song that I introduce him to, right? He gets pulled away for a second as I'm asking him for the, can we take a picture? Not only does he remember it, but he turns around. It's not super rushed. So it just was an all-around cool experience, right? Like he stood there, gave me the Tom Brady pose. The conversation, two minutes tops, but it gave me like, I still have faith in like that dude can be that dude when you meet him. Right. So on that experience. Right. So that would that will always be one of my best memories of him because I actually got to meet the dude. And then to be able to introduce him every single week. I'm like, I tell everybody and I, I used to not take these moments. Chris going to be like, these are moments, man. Like people would love to be doing what you do. Right. Shout out to the Buccaneers and their whole entertainment team man, Macus, Danielle, Alex, everybody over there. Right. They build me this treasure chest and I get to introduce this dude every single week for the last three years when we got a home game. That's been an experience. And he comes out there every game, leaves it on the field. And for that Tom Brady and for the guy who came here. In three years, he gave a Super Bowl. You you know this, Crisco. You follow sports. You see teams around the league that 30 years, and they haven't seen a title, right? We talk about the Cowboys, and we laugh, right? 20 years of putting money everywhere, and we got that experience from a guy who came here. And granted, it was a team thing, but he galvanized the city and had us all in this space of, like, we can do this. And the whole time he's been here, we felt like, as a, as a majority, that – we could do this somehow, some way we have a chance, you know, being realistic. I didn't think we had a Super Bowl team this year, but every time he went on the field, you were happy that he was our quarterback. And right. I think that's one of the biggest feelings that once he came on that screen and, uh, you know, when I saw it, it was one of like somebody like immediately sent it to me and they were like, you seen your boy and you could see it in his face, right? Like he knew it was time, but he it just was really hard to walk away. And I think on our side, we as fans should really respect and and just be happy with all that he gave us for 23 years because that's how I feel, right? Like these guys have to walk away at some point. We can talk about what they don't have and this and that and the other, but think about how much they give up to be on this field. And so I think I speak for a lot of Tampa Bay when it's like I just really – I just say thank you to the dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be the same once he leaves. Jason can attest to it. Jason works with the team every week, right? When that dude said he retired last year, so many people were like, well, we're done here. Like, I'm, I'm giving up my season tickets. I, I don't want to be a part of it. And the minute, those 40 days when he decided, you know what? I'm not done yet. People were freaking out because they couldn't get their seats back and this and that and the other. So that right there to your point, right? That's what he, a guy like him does to the city, right? And he's not everywhere. He's only at certain things. He's this larger than life figure. I mean, he's Tom Brady, but yeah. me, how I feel, 
And I think I speak for a lot of Tampa Bay is I just want to say thank you to the dude, because if, when you're when you're involved the way that I am, it's a great experience. I dare say it's an honor, right? Like to be a part of that. Right. Like I was a part of one of the Super Bowl teams. You know, right. we were in it. Right. We were in it. Not this year as much, but we were in it last year. And yeah. the Rams just had a better team. Right. Um, it, it It's that kind of feeling around the city. Like we kind of knew it was coming, but you didn't want to hear it. But also when you heard it, you respected it. And I think that's all. That's what that's. He gave us everything he owed us, man. Like, you know, he bought us a Super Bowl in three years. And if he didn't do anything else, I was like, bruh, I'm cool. You that's know? it. I mean, you know, that's why, you know, I would put together the video yesterday, which I like the way I put that together. You know, I might say I like the way I did that. Uh, but it, you know, it might be a little new something. I start with my format uh, on social media this year. But uh, going back and, and looking at the stats, the accolades, I mean, seven-time Super Bowl champion, five yeah. times in the Pro Bowl, le- leads in uh, – is number one in seven by himself in regular season. So most uh, most attempts, most completions, most touchdown passes – uh, you can go on and on. Most Super Bowl appearances, most consecutive seasons. Um, it, it's it's just mind-blowing. And I think when you just really put it all into perspective and even on that clip, like looking at the last touchdown that Tom Brady threw at State Farm Stadium. I, I made it a point that game. And I, w- I remember thinking, I told y'all up until this game, I was like, this is like the highlight of my season. I wanted to see Tom play and I got to do it in the stadium. I would have seen it from, my seats as a season ticket holder, but to be able to in-game host the game and know that I'm a part of the whole, you know, production that is happening there. And I told people at one point, hey, hold on, Tom is on the field. And you know, right. so I flip from the angle of where I was at in the DJ booth, and, and that was the, I'm thankful I got it, His you know, his only touchdown that game, and it was his last one that he'll throw in State Farm Stadium. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. Thank you. Thank you, Tom Brady. Thank you, TV 12 is uh, just what we can say right there, man. And uh, yeah. we'll leave it at that. You, you, know what, you know what else I found to be an interesting point, too? There were so many talks about, and I think we've even talked about this here, right? And we talked about it with Ian, of course, man. Big shout out to Ian Beckles, who comes here and gives us all the, the insider football knowledge, right? Up until the last few days, though, I didn't realize, uh, by all accounts of people who were really close to the situation, that it really was only two choices that it was either he was going to come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and try to work on this thing and give us another shot at it next year, or he was going to retire. I mean, think about all the things we heard. We heard San Francisco. He might go because of hometown. We heard the dolphins might be looking into the situation. We heard um, maybe go back for a year with Belichick and, and get the band back together. Right. We heard all, we heard uh, uh, the, we heard the, the Raiders, right? We heard the, the Las, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, because Sean Payton may have been going there. We heard all kinds of things. And so I don't know why, but I felt really good knowing that too, that he was kind of like this thing of like, I won't take long with this decision, but the decision is one of two choices. And as a fan, as a, as a person who's part of the Bucks organization and, and get to do what I do every single week, I don't know. I, I that made me feel that much more better about the dude. And like I said, I don't have anything bad to say about him now, but I just felt like, damn, like it was us or I'm out. You know, like I'm gonna come back here, even though everybody thought it was a really tough situation last year, like with our team and you know, we had, you know, injuries in the offensive line and whatever you wanna say. But I don't know, like as if I could have any more respect for the dude. I think I had a couple of more notches of respect for him when I heard that part right there. So I don't know. 
think? Do you think it was? Uh, you think he woke up because you know there were the there were the uh, you know accounts of hey, I've already reached out to Tom and he got mad at me or he's not returning my text. And these are like his friends. He's like, stop asking me about this. And then do you think he was just kind of, it looked like he was on a beach. I don't know if that's his beach house. I don't know what it is. Or he's on the bay or I don't know. I don't know how the, the water layout is there. But you think he was just kind of running and then uh, he just like stops and was just like, I'm going to make a video and I'm going to tell everybody right now. It just feels good. I was just meditating. I'm in the moment. Or do you think he premeditated that day he woke up did his routine probably at 3.30 a.m. like the Mark Wahlberg situation and and just ate his eggs or whatever he eats. And it was just like, I'm going to go set this up. It's going to be the perfect day for me to retire because I did it one year ago to the day. Um, First things, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was in Miami, right? Because he's bought that, you know, the kids and the situation that he's creating in Miami because, you know, he did he did the setting up the school thing for the kids and that sort of thing. So he was in he's in Miami. That part, I, that part, I, I know. Um, by all accounts of people that are close to the situation. On the second part, I do think the February 1st thing was done on purpose. I do believe that. Um, I don't know for sure, but I believe it um, because it was the exact same day that he did it last year, right? I, I believe that. But I also think that he's tired. You understand what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and he made a good point that I, I definitely caught. He said, you get one time to kind of draw this out and, and play with it and whatever. And he said he did that last year. If you think about Tom Brady, yeah, huh? Like we're more ha- Like you said, I'm more happy for him this year. It feels like good. Right. Now you can go. You can do podcast. You can do your sport. You can do your broadcast. You can do all. You know, with your brand, your protein supplements. It felt better. I don't know. As a fan, it felt better to be like, go ahead, Tom. You got all this going on. Go ahead and kill that. Right. You know what I mean? We're left, it was just like. And, and I also think. If you've watched Tom Brady's history, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, Tom Brady has never been one to kind of like draw these things out, like draw things out and and be in the media every day. And like, I got to answer this again. It's kind of like a decision and he keeps moving. Right. I don't think he had many to make like this because he stayed with the Patriots for so long. And then when he decided to leave, that was probably one of the biggest because everybody was like, where is he going? Where is he going? But I don't even remember the decision to come to the Buccaneers being that super drawn out and media crazy. Right. He kind of just vanished for a while of course you because he's tom brady if he's somewhere they're gonna get him on camera and then he finally just made the announcement he didn't draw it out he didn't you know remember lebron and the announcement right it was none of that kind of hoopla with tom brady and you know i think even last year right i don't think it was a lot of hoopla he just kind of said i'm retiring and then he kind of said i'm coming back you know i don't but i don't think it was the crazy hoopla but to your point i do think this year he was more at peace with it i don't know it seemed like this would be the year that he would maybe come back or not even retire because there were so many situations that seemed like were perfect for him when they were talking about like the San Fran situation, you know, that, that could be better for him with where he is in his career. Cause everybody kept saying, they were talking about this yesterday too on ESPN. Wow. San Fran has all the pieces in place for him to do what he likes to do. Great tight end running game, great defense, all the pieces that a Tom Brady type quarterback would need. But I do think to your other point he was more at peace with this decision like you know what man it is time i'm cool with it and and also too think about what he went through this year like i think that family thing weighed a lot because he's always had like that family unit intact too right like he's always had like his kids his wife intact and this year in front of the camera for the world to see he had a very public divorce and it feels like the media, social media, black Twitter, 
really kind of went in on Tom Brady, like, like for 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 things that I don't know if they really matter. Like it's like trying to find something to kind of bring Tom down. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I kiss my son; he's four. I kiss right. him on his forehead, his lips, his neck. He's just my son, and you know, a lot of people looking. Oh, Tom, what kind of weird father is this? And he holds his son too tight, or he. And I'm just like, to me, in my opinion, as a father, if I want to, you know, hug my son as long as I can. Right. And I, you know, you agree with his parenting style, or you know, I haven't seen anything where he's, you know, child endangerment or, or sexual abuse. I mean, I think it's a man who loves his family, loves his kid. To your point, like we're talking about. And it was just like people were trying to find these little things. And it's like, bro, let him live. You know what I mean? And maybe he was kind of tired of that as well as, you know, this season may not have gone the way he wanted. And I think other people were trying to find these things that where they can just kind of find something about Tom to talk about or go in at. And it was like, was it, was it really necessary, man? You know? Right. And and you you and I know this, right? Definitely not to the magnitude that they do, right? But when we sign up for this, we kind of – Signed up. Everybody talks about, well, you signed up for this. You signed up for this. No, we kind of signed up for this love of media, whatever. I didn't sign up for you to be in my personal business. But nowadays with blogs and TMZ and everything else and paparazzi on every corner for a dude like Tom Brady, it never stops. Right. You can't walk out of a restaurant without there being at least three cameras. Then there's a the guy with a cell phone that's across the room while you're eating and he's recording you and he thinks he's sneaking. And you're like, dude, I see you. Right. Your kids, you're, you're very guarded because your kids can't even walk across a room in a restaurant like a normal person's kid would, because, you know, that video is going to come out somewhere. And you're like, dude, he's playing all this protection game as well. And it's rough enough being a professional athlete. But everybody who does it has told me the same thing. Being a parent is a bigger job, a much bigger job, right? So he's got those jobs, not to mention he's married to a woman who's equally as famous as him, right? So it doesn't matter where they go, what they do, there's gonna be a camera rolling. And then I also think, to your other point, right? You mentioned black Twitter, right? Proud member of black Twitter. But what I hate about black Twitter is how sometimes, and and quite often, right? You wind up in things that black Twitter doesn't necessarily start, but because it's black Twitter, now we got it. Like, right. I don't think that black Twitter asked for the Antonio Brown memes and stuff, but once they hit black Twitter and everybody else got them. Right. So you don't, doesn't necessarily have to be the fire starter, but once they out there, everybody with a keyboard is now in the story. And right, right. I still think the, you know, it, it's like me and you Crisco, right? Like, I've talked, spoken to you off this off this camera. We text from time to time, right? If there's an issue with me and you, and all of a sudden I put up a meme, your whole your whole demeanor towards me changed. You're like, dude, you got my number. What are we doing? Right, right. Antonio right. Brown. We don't know whether there ever was a call or whatever. But to us, all we ever saw was blatant disrespect for that man's family. There ain't no other way for me to put it. Blatant disrespect for that man's family. And I don't understand what happened to just calling that person and fixing that problem. Call me old school. Call me. My brothers taught me a certain way. My mom, dad. But you, the very device that you're putting out this stupid stuff to the media, you could have called that person on that device. And I don't think that Tom, in all that he's been through, was prepared for that either. I think that right, might have right. been a big hit to him. Like, damn, I, I let this dude stay at my crib. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 
Are we? What do you want to do today? Like, because I'm thinking, you know, we got our clock here. We always have the clock that we keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. Of course, the time show. We can keep talking about time and things that, you know, all, all Brady. But I think this morning, I don't know. Starting last night, I started noticing these headlines, though, um, about Adrian Foster. Did you see that the, about the NFL being scripted and before practices, before games, training camp, he was handed a script. Uh, even Alvin Kamara has jumped in a conversation with this. Um, I mean, if it is, which a lot of people, we, we you know, we've talked about this a couple of times, NFL, sports entertainment. Right. Um, but, but the comments on Twitter have just gone in as well. Like, bruh, did the, did the script say for you to get cut by this team? Did the script say for you to go downhill after you started going vegan and not believing in God or whatever? The, 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 the tweets are just, it's hilarious here. But, um, I mean... What do you think is going to happen with with the, with the whole script situation? Is these trolling people, or do you think there might be some type of outline of what could be expected from different players and where they would like to see it go? Um, here's here's the the crazy thing. Like, I this is not my first time hearing like this this type of conversation, right? Like. The league is this. They 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 need such and such to win. Or like, let's look back at when you know Jordan, right? It was Jordan rules. Like they because Jordan had become such a star, we needed to have that person to where things are talked about around that person. I think that they people have said the same thing about LeBron, right? Um, the NFL, dude. It's it's just a wild conversation to me, right? But right. I do. I wouldn't say that it would be so far fetched that I don't believe it at all, right? Because usually when something like this bubbles, there's a little bit of truth somewhere in the conversation, right? If I'm in, And again, I don't know anything. I haven't been in any meetings where I got a script, where I've seen a script. Uh, the closest I get to a script is shouts out to my guy, Mike, who, who's in my in-ear monitors, telling me when players are coming out, right? You know what I'm saying? That are telling us that part because we're in, we are entertainment. Um, but usually, and am I wrong in saying that out loud? Like, usually when something like this is said, it may not be the whole truth. It may not even be 30% of the truth. Is he just trying to get a reaction? Does, does is he, you know, I don't know. So I just wanted to see from your point of view, you know, I'm not going there today. I just wanted to bring up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a wild conversation. And, and I don't, and, you know, I saw it and, and, um, I've seen different clips and the memes are the best, right? Cause like you said, it's like, did the script tell you to do this such and such when he gets his script and, you know, and, um, you know, so it's like, if you're thinking about a script though, and, and let me give you this and you can, you can give me, cause this would be to me where I would go. If someone says to me, Eek in the league is scripted. Do you think the script has really been written that for 20 years, the Cowboys don't win one? Right. I mean, the biggest, right. they're, they're the biggest brand that the NFL has, if you're looking at brands. They are the most talked about, arguably, out of any of the teams. So if we're writing a script, wouldn't you give them one at least every 10 years? I would say five might be a lot because you're like, oh, that's too much winning. But 20 years, we're writing a script, and we don't give the Cowboys a playoff win? Right, right. Well, it, it, but then... You know, there were some memes that were saying, oh, you know, Marshawn Lynch was pissed when he got the 
we got the script for Super Bowl the second time. <laughs> right. Only- and they didn't give him the ball. Beastmo would have ran it in and said they passed. And, you know, I mean, that that fuels to the conspiracy. And I think a lot of questionable calls like, you know, how did Brett Favre when he played this? And how did the Saints do this without, you know what I mean? And The tuck, and rule, the tuck rule with Tom Brady? Tom Brady and the tuck rule? The, the tuck the right, tuck play? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I oh, if you if you're talking conspiracy, we know top of the line is going to be the Marshawn Lynch, right? Why don't you hand him the ball, right? If we're saying right. if if we're having a script conversation, and I fire at you what I just did, why haven't the Cowboys won in twenty? If we're writing scripts, you had the perfect comeback. Why don't we hand Marshawn Lynch the ball then? If we're not writing a script, and I don't know. Now, 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 even some people are saying. And this is if you're going down the NFL conspiracy hole, the Demar Hamlin. Oh, that's an AI. This is not a real video. He's not real. This is a this is a deep fake. And then people, well, why didn't we see his face in Buffalo? And it was so, you know, why wasn't there a camera in there where we could have seen him? And uh, I mean, it, it's weird, right? Because whether you believe in the conspiracies or not, I think, and this is what I always believe in politics and and anything that you're doing, it's just the optics. And sometimes. When you leave just a little room for any type of doubt in any situation in life, people will find that little something and blow it and make it into whatever they got to do. Like, oh, this guy's got five letters in his name. And guess what else has five letters? Bum, bum, bum. He's wearing this jersey number. Guess who's the only one standing? And what does this number mean in this code? Or It's like people always will find something to add fuel to a conspiracy theory. And then more people start believing like, well, damn, I don't know. Could this be true? And and sometimes all it takes is one person to just kind of come in and eliminate it, whether it is true or this part is false. But it seems like they don't because maybe conspiracy theories add a little entertainment as itself to the conversation to keep people talking about whatever they're supposed to be talking about. Right. Now, huh. l- let me let me get on your uh, DeMar Hamlin point, right? Yeah. We've seen a lot of cameras that are on TV for the NFL. And to your point, if we're talking conspiracy, I've never seen them not be able to get a clear shot up, upstairs. We see Jerry Jones up there clapping. We see the owners up there celebrating. We see the guy behind them who ain't even supposed to be in the shot going in the fridge to get himself some snacks, right? All of a sudden, when DeMar's up there, we don't get a clear view. We don't, right. and to your point, right? I Look, if we're, if we're, look, Look, have you ever did you ever watch the show Scandal back in the day? Oh yeah. Scandal if for for those who don't know, Scandal was the show. It was a, a woman and it's based on a real life lady that worked with the government and she was a fixer. If there was a problem, she found a way to fix it from scandals to 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 just things that were cover up and all this kind of stuff, right? After I watched that show, I think anybody anything is possible. Like dude, oh, yeah. I, after I watched that show for a season, I started thinking anything was possible. I started believing that if they want to control the narrative to the messaging that they give us, anybody with the right team and the right person heading it up can do it. Uh, and and so talking about this this scandal thing, this thing right now that I would I don't necessarily call it a scandal, but the whole script for the league, I haven't thought much about it. I have no actual evidence either way. But in right. a barbershop convo, which you sitting there, Crisco, we will go back and forth all day because there's some, in my mind, some real, you're making some real good points 
to like how this yeah. could be. And not, you, like I said, you bring up Demar Hamlin. Like yeah. I said, say that again. They make a lot of money. The fixers. They make a lot of money. And and you know who else? Uh, did you ever watch House of Cards? No, I haven't watched that, but I heard about it, and I know it's one of those shows as well. That's literally written off a certain presidency, based on. And to, if you you know, it always throws me off how people believe that certain things can happen in TV shows or they can happen in movies that are loosely or based off specific things that have happened. But when it comes to applying that in real life, what? Oh, no, that can never. Bro, where do you think they got it from? You know what right. I mean? And it's like weird that people can believe it can happen in fiction, but they never think that it can happen in, in, in real life. And I always just think that's funny. It's like just, just, just go in with an open mind and every once in a while – Open yourself up to just think about or even entertain from someone else's perspective how your life or how they might be able to perceive it. And then whether you you take the information and use your own brain to, de to determine if it is true or not or if it is, does it have any value for you or not. And that is a life lesson, folks. That is just not a football lesson. That is a life lesson. You, you know, I, I, I had a lot more I thought I wanted to add to this, but to me, I think you kind of summed up a nice episode of the players playlist today, man, with that point right there. I, I think you did, man. Like, like, and I, I appreciate that about you, Chris. That's, that's what I love about you. Um, I, I do think we, that's a, that's a good way to kind of close this episode, but I do want to ask you this before we get out of here. Sure. Now with all of this stuff going on, when you turn on the Super Bowl, are you watching it any differently or are you just watching it as it's a game or are you looking for, I think that's scripted. I think that's scripted. I'm looking for entertainment. I'm looking for a good time. And if I'm one of the people that's paying 5000 6000 base to get into the uh, State Farm Stadium here, and by the way, I want to send a shout-out to the city of Phoenix, city of Glendale, city of Scottsdale, Chandler. Uh, the Valley looks good. Let me just say that. Phoenix, Arizona, the, the, the state looks really good. The city is turning into uh, a little desert magic, as we're seeing. We got the Phoenix Open happening the same week. So there's going to be a lot of golfers, celebrity people that come check that out every year. Add on top of that, the extra 100,000 people, 200,000 people that will be here for all the NFL experience and what's to offer. Uh, I just think the city is ready for some good entertainment. And they're looking for the value's worth. Uh, Gronk Beach, Shaq's Fun House. Um, you got so many concerts, big game parties happening here and there. And uh, I'm looking forward to see how the city transforms. And, uh, you know, I got a couple gigs lined up. Not doing too much because I already know how it gets. And when you overdo yourself, it becomes stressful and it takes the joy out of being involved in some of these situations. Right. But I'm ready for a good game. And by the way, I think I told you this. A group of psychics had predicted, and I did this on my last show of 2022, some things to look forward to in 2023 or what they thought were going to happen. One, they said a real threat of World War III. Two was that they said over 50 million birds or chickens, fowl, would be destroyed because of a, another epidemic that's going to happen. And the third thing that stuck out to me was the Philadelphia Eagles would be the 2023 Super Bowl champions. And I talked about that in December before the playoffs started. So let's see if the psychics were right. And this is like the first time in a long time, too, that we've had both number one seeds in the, in the Super Bowl, too, right? Right, we've got both number one seeds in, and oh yeah, can't forget this part too. Two black quarterbacks. Yes. <laughs> Big up, man, uh, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, you know, I give those dudes that too, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll let you wrap it up, Crisco. Uh, after this, um, I just give 
both of these dudes, man, and and their teams in general, like real, they're class, man. Like you know, we talk about everything. Whenever someone does something wrong in these pro, in these being a high profile athlete, it's like the first thing in the news. And I don't think that we talk about like the good that. And and when I say good, I don't mean like they got to be out doing something every single day, but I mean just right. living their life and staying out of the news for the wrong reasons to me is enough good. You know what I'm saying? Like people always talk about what an athlete has to do. I think that one of the best things they can do is just set that example of, yeah, I'm famous, but I ain't on the news every day for the wrong reasons, man. So to both of those dudes, without getting too deep into it, I give them both of their props, man, and their teams for the most part, man. They, they've been they've been good representation for the NFL this season and and playing some really good football. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, Crisco. Yeah, I was saying, when they say, oh, yeah, we got two brothers facing off, I'm like, yeah. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are like, no, no, uh, Travis Kelsey and the other guy. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those brothers. Oh, okay, okay, I get it now. <laughs> the mom the jersey has half Chiefs and half Eagles on the back. I don't know if you've seen her picture. So she's going to be, like, cheering for somebody like this and then, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the mom with the two sons in it. With the two sons in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Kelsey brothers. That's the first time that they're on opposite teams facing off as well. So, um, oh, also before I, I get out of here uh, for Black History Month, I do want to say that um, what I'm doing on my show this month, um, you know, you you kind of hear about I don't want to say the same historical figures over and over, but uh, which deservingly they deserve all credit, right? But I think what's important to remember for some people is. Let's give credit, let's honor, let's celebrate people that we actually know as well that are contributing either to your community, to the country, or maybe to your life personally. So on my show, I've been saluting whether it's somebody you work with, whether it's somebody who gave you a scholarship, who gave you a chance, somebody who doesn't get the big screen credit but still impacted your life. So don't forget to celebrate those people for Black History Month that have uh, impacted your life on that level as well. So. Hey, where's that round of applause thing you be hitting over there, Crisco? Where's that thing at? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, Crisco, man, I, I appreciate you, man. An, another great episode of the Players Playlist, man. And and I apologize, too, because I haven't talked to you in a minute, man. So I'm glad to be back here on, be back on with you. And, and shout out to Jason, too, for making it happen over at Radio Influence. Uh, Crisco, as always, where can they find you at online, my brother? Yo, hit me up at Crisco Kid. Everything is there. And uh, man, the message this week and this month is just keep fighting. Lots going on in the world. We could easily be distracted and turn against each other. But let's just keep remembering what the mission is, how to live yourself, how to live your life, influence positively and keep fighting. I like it. I like it. Uh, at DJ Aiken across all the socials and at DJ Aiken TV on the YouTube. Don't forget to like, download, subscribe. And for everybody that's been asking, we will get all the episodes up every single week from now on moving forward because 2023, we're on a different mission. Um, for my guy, Crisco Kid, for Jason here at Radio Influence, man, I appreciate you, man. The Players Playlist, we rocking, man. Crisco, I holla. <laughs>